brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The best strategy to help you silence fear in your life is to actually have a strategy. Don't have one yet? That's okay. I got you. Right now, you can get my Brave Life Planner for free. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and you can download my morning boot up routine that helps you focus on what you're grateful for, develop strategies and pathways to achieve your goals. And it helps you pick one brave thing a day to do so you don't get so overwhelmed. You also get my free daily planner to help you stay on task. And there's a video that comes with it to walk you through on how to use it. Download it for free at getyourbraveon.info. Life Audio. 12 Days of Friendship. Feel like you have a lack of authentic friendships in your life now? Maybe you're afraid to open up yourself again because you've been hurt, because you lost friends. But you're lonely and you want to find a way. Learn how to have more authentic friendships. From my friend, fellow broadcaster at Pulse FM in Fort Wayne, Indiana, podcaster, his is called What Else? Author and artist, Corey Mann. He shares his story about entering into a 12-day friendship and then losing that friend and bravely finding a way to move forward from that trauma, even though he doesn't understand why, and maybe never will. That's next. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Get fast, reliable speeds at home and on the go with internet and mobile from Xfinity. Switch to Xfinity Internet with unlimited data included so you can do more of what you love online. There's no annual contract required, so it's risk-free, and it comes with a two-year internet rate guarantee. Plus, when you add Xfinity Mobile, you'll get connected to the fastest mobile service, and you'll get major savings. Go to Xfinity.com faster, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more. Restrictions apply. The 12-day friendship that can teach you and I how to bravely enter in to more authentic relationships. I don't know about you, but I need this. We're going to learn from my dear friend, fellow radio broadcaster and Christian music, fellow podcaster from Pulse FM in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Corey Mann. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're you're a new friend as well. And I, I am think a we've new friend. gotten past 14 days ourselves. We have. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm thankful to be a good friend. But you, my friend, practice the art of friendship. And that's one of the things I've noticed just by having the honor of having Corey as my friend is pretty cool. Before we get super deep into what we're about to yeah. talk about, uh, I want to applaud you on your announcement of your book. <sighs> Thank in you. August of 2023. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a follow-up question. Is this your first book? Yes. Well, let me tell you, as a veteran author myself. Look at you. <laughs> just happen to have a just copy have... of my book here. Not to I be like confused it. with the stuffed animal that goes with the book. Oh, I love that. Let me just say, Chase the Dream. It's one of the greatest uh, things of my life, uh, but also one of the hardest things I ever yes. did. And I'm super proud of you. Thank and you. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Thanks. So that's the book is called Stuffed for those that are listening to the audio version of this podcast. Yes. yes. Stuffed, uh, subtitled Bear Minimum because he's a bear. Okay. And uh, he's in third grade and he only speaks in puns. This was a <gasps> Kickstarter program and uh, I had to look, that up, look this up myself in the credits. May of 2016, fully funded uh, book, T-shirts, stuffed animal. Uh, it was a wild ride. Wild ride. You're amazing. Corey's also an, an incredible artist. Thank you. You've got to check out his Instas and all of his stuff. I'll put that in the notes of this podcast, but I really want to get down to the 12-day friendship. I got a text from Corey a couple weeks ago about a couple that was in a car accident on the way home from a freaking and country concert. It was weird. It was the day after I had just recorded a podcast with Joe Smallbone from freaking and country. He was in his um, tour bus and they performed that night in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And that night, a couple driving home from that concert, one of your listeners, they got in a horrible accident. His wife, did not survive he went to the hospital and then Corey, you decided to go visit him yeah um boy i'm just getting all the flashbacks as you're talking about of it how that went down yeah uh i've been thinking about our conversation that you and i are about to have and i'm going to yeah. give you two of these these are for free and these are for you uh it takes courage to be kind it takes bravery to befriend and out of my comfort zone, Craig was in the hospital locally here, and I got up Sunday morning. So the accident was Friday night. Sunday morning, I got up. I looked at the visitor's hours, and I said, I'm going to go see this guy. Uh, he has to probably know who I am because he came to our show. And uh, I got up there. He was having a CAT scan on his brain, which I would later find out he didn't know why he was having that. The injuries were so bad. The nurse said, can I tell him who's here? And I, and I said my name. She walked back to his room. She came out. And she said, he, he doesn't know who you are. And I said, I'm with the radio station that had the concert. And she goes, all right, hang on a second. And he, she walks back. And then she comes running out. She goes, he wants to see you. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. So I go to the room. And there was a curtain pulled. And uh, the nurse pulled back the curtain. And Craig's in bed with a neck brace. Doesn't have a shirt on, and he, Amanda, he's got wires all over him, and all is moving is his uh, eyes. And uh, uh, I said, hi, Craig. And he said, hey, nice to meet you under these circumstances. I said, how are you? And he said, everything is broken. My pelvis, uh, my neck, my back, my ankles, my ribs. Um, and he paused, and I said, okay. 
and I thought this this is uh, this is difficult. And his daughter came in, Lily came in, and she is uh, 18 years old. She's a senior in high school this year, and she stood by his bed. I said, Craig, I want to tell you something, uh, uh, like a confession to you. And he said, okay. And all I could see is his eyes uh-huh. as he's looking at me in his bed. And I said, when I was on the stage Friday night, I had a moment of doubt and the doubt got to me. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, uh, I heard this great line from Coldplay the week before. My son and I had went to see them in Chicago and they were doing an interview on uh, national TV. And he said, the reason why we give 110% every night is because this is going to be someone's first show and this is going to be someone's last show. And so I had that quote swirling in my head the night of your show. And I said, and I quote, this is someone's first show. And the crowd went nuts. And I paused very long. And he goes, I remember you pausing. And I said, yeah, because I was about to say, and this is someone's last show. (sighs) But I wanted to say, but tonight is a great night to make that decision to follow Jesus. And I just, I got caught up in the, boy, that's a morbid thought. This is someone's last show. And when I said that to him, Craig reached up, Amanda, and he held my hand for the next 45 minutes. (sighs) And then he would unpack everything he remembers about that night. And he said, you don't you don't have to beat yourself up about that. Uh, He goes, "I, I know where your heart's at. And he would tell me that his wife, Leslie, and he had a rough couple of weeks. They were. Uh, the burden of one daughter in veterinary school, another daughter wanting to go to college. Yeah. How are they going to pay for this? Yeah. You know, every parent thinks about that when their kid goes to college. Like, how do we pay for this? And so they had a really rough couple of weeks and someone at their church offered them tickets to the show. And instead of like talking it over with his wife, he's like, you know what? We're just going to go. It's going to be a date night. We're going to go have a great night. We deserve this. We love their music. We love Cece Winans. She's opening up. This is going to be a great night. And so they went. And I have photos of Craig and his wife in the audience because uh, for King and Country made their way up to the balcony where they were at. And Craig would tell me they stayed the entire time. They heard their favorite songs. They were holding hands on the way home. They were laughing and giggling, talking about the songs that they loved. Leslie's favorite song is Burn the Ships. (laughs) And his pastor would write Saturday morning, we're only minutes from home. They were only minutes from home. Uh We as believers are only minutes from our ultimate eternal home. Mm -hmm. And they get to a four-way stop. Craig gets the green light. He goes forward. The car coming towards him has the green light as well. And here comes a 21-year-old barreling through at full speed somewhere in the ballpark of 60 to 75 miles an hour and hits Craig's car. Craig would tell me that he couldn't turn his head when he came to to see if his wife was okay. The emergency folks said, we got We have to cut you out of the car, Craig. We're going to, you know, the jaws of life. Uh. We're going to cut you out of the car. And he said, how's Leslie? Where's my wife? How's Leslie? Because he couldn't turn his head. His neck was broken. His back was broken. So he went to a local hospital. They needed to uh, up the service. So they had to chopper him over to another hospital in South Bend. And um, long story short, Craig's dad and his two daughters uh, broke the news to him at three o'clock that morning that Leslie didn't make it. And he paused when he told me this part of the story. And he said, I'm a single dad like that. 
How am I going to raise my two daughters? How am I going to do this without the love of my life? And in that moment as a believer, I get real nervous trying to think, well, I can fix this with a quote. I can fix this with advice or wisdom. And I just kind of, I think you and I talked about this previously, the art of with. Yeah, well, we were texting each other about it. And you talked about the Jewish tradition of sitting Shiva. When someone dies, you just go and you sit with the person. And I responding, oh, that's like what I call the gospel of with. Because it says, have I not commanded you, declares the Lord, to be strong and courageous. But I go with you wherever we go. That's what this whole get your brave on thing is about. It's about we help each other when we're just with each other. Like God helps us by being with us. Yeah. I think I said something along the lines of need creates community, Uh, Craig. There you go. uh, People are going to come out of the woodwork to help you. I said, you don't know me. I don't know you. I was a stranger when I came through the curtain, but we're leaving as connected friends. If there's anything I can do for you, do not hesitate to ask. Here's my number. Here's your number. I want to tell you how amazing the For King and Country guys are. Joel texted me while I was at the hospital. He says, are you with Craig right now? And I said, yeah. And he goes, can we talk? Can we FaceTime? Wow. And I said, yeah. And Craig was up for it. And so Joel uh, FaceTimed me from, um, I can't remember where they were at, maybe Iowa. (laughs) And I held my iPhone over Craig's head because he he can't move. And I got to tell you, I'm a weakling. I have no upper body strength. (laughs) And my arm is giving out. And what a moment. Craig reached up and held my hand. to hold the phone. And then Lily held Craig's hand to hold my hand. It was such a moment of, this is the community I was just talking about. There's a need and people are coming together. And it was such a special phone call, listening to them talk. I left that day and I said, Craig, we're now connected. So let's, we're going to do this together. What happened over the next 12 days coming up next with my good friend, Corey Mann. Continuing with my fellow broadcaster and podcaster, Corey Mann, on his 12-day friendship. So, Corey, what happened after you left the hospital? We texted about every other day. I went up and saw him a couple of times, just popped in after work to say hi. I brought him a, a plant. I, didn't, I was like, nice. I, I think you'd like this. And so... want to do something. That's nice. Something. Something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I sent him this video that impacted me of uh, actor Andrew Garfield talking about grief Mm. and how grief is all the things we didn't get to say to our loved ones, but we still want to say. And he said he got a lot out of that. And uh, Lily and I started following each other on Instagram and she started liking things. I started liking things. And so as you and I record this, it's Tuesday. Uh, Last Thursday, Craig came home to a brand new ramp in his yard to help him get into his house. Uh, movement was not great. Somebody uh, sent me a picture of Craig walking into his house and I texted him. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're home. I know what it's like to come wow. home from a, a hospital stay. And at 5.07 on Thursday, he wrote, dude, I'm beat. I'm so tired. I want to go back to the hospital and rest, but I know this is part of the process. Oh. And I said, well, if you need anything, let me know. Friday came and went. Saturday morning, I was at breakfast with my wife and my phone went off, which it was super early that we were at breakfast, but my phone going off that early on a Saturday, I was like, weird. And I looked at the name 
and I saw like the heading of the text that said, I've got some horrible news. And all I could think of was, uh, because I knew who it was coming from, I thought, oh, they've postponed the funeral for some reason. And I opened it up and it said, I hate to be the one to tell you this so early in the morning, but Craig passed away this morning at 6.30 because of a blood clot that was in his lungs. And Amanda, I broke down in this restaurant and I lost it. I lost it. And my wife says, uh, you know, I I rarely see you cry, but this was one of those times. And because I just, I wasn't prepared to hear that his his time was done. And then I start to have this, okay, I'm going to figure out what God's working on. This must mean this, or this means this, or or whatever. And then I have to fall back on, there's things that are going to happen that's beyond our understanding. This is one of those moments. Wow. Um, and then, you know, the, the story started to unfold that um, this is the crazy part that I'm dealing with right now. So this is going to be raw. Yes, please. The funeral home put out like a bio and description of Craig because he and his wife are now going to have this funeral together this week. And I knew this guy for 12 days. We talked every other day. So let's make it six days. And we texted each other these brief little moments. So even even smaller, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm reading about Craig loved the outdoors He loved hiking. He loved being with his wife on nature trails. He loved raising his daughters and these German shepherds. And this was all new information to me. Like, wow, it was so strange reading about this. All I knew was Craig neck brace, long hair, new friendship. Um, He so badly wanted to, if, if the day ever came where his life ended, he wanted every part of his body to go to someone else to be helpful. But because of the injuries and the brokenness, nothing could be used. And cremation was the next step. And I'm just reading this. (sighs) And all I could think about was the two daughters. What are they going through? Um, So I immediately sent Lily a message and I said, you don't know me from, anything other than our brief time in front of the vending machine and the time with your dad in my most sincerest moment, whatever you need, say the word. And she said, thank you. And I know I'll see them this week at the funeral, but um, I know Craig's with Leslie in the strangest of reunited moments, but the loss of a dad and a son to his parents who live here and maneuvering that. So here I am talking to you, 12 days of friendship. Did I do everything I could have done? Could I have done more? Is it okay that I showed up that day? You know, just all these strange, raw questions of, and I'm in a season where I'm trying to make new friends for the first time. Okay. You know, and I've already been working on new friendships. You and I, I new friendships. Mm -hmm. Here's this guy that's in my life for this amount of time. You know, Um, and just been just sitting in that for the last couple of days over the weekend. Or do I get points for being brave and showing up at the hospital that day? There's a lot of things going on in my head. Can I share a thought? Um, Your podcast. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's not about did you do the right thing, but maybe it could be about this could have been a 
a gift to you about you got to know him in a 12-day friendship and you got deeper. That's the stuff that we go through in life. Sometimes we don't, you know, we always realize it 10 years down the road sometimes. Oh, I know how to deal with this because I had this in my past. Or what it was it that he taught you during your 12-day friendship? Because he gave you something, even though he could barely move in the hospital. Something was passed between each other. Yeah. I don't know what it is yet, but something. I haven't deleted any of the, the text messages because that's that was our right. prime communication for a couple of days there. Do you know what kind of an impact he had on you? Oh, I don't. Yeah. Um, I... He loved his wife. It was a fierce love in the conversations we had. Like, yeah, he was he was broken physically, but he was broken emotionally. What am I going to do without my favorite person? Uh, and that that language was coming across to me in the hospital room and in the text messages. I, I miss her so much. I've listened to Burn the Ships seven times today. You know, that was her favorite song. I mean, he was uh, late 40s. Not supposed yeah. to go in your late 40s? No. I heard a pastor once talk about the Y shelf. Have you heard about the Y shelf? No. It's a way to get through grief. I think the pastor lost his child that was talking about this and said, there's certain things that I'm never going to understand. He goes, so I imagine I have this box of these things and I put that thing. Why did this happen, God? In that box. And I put that box in my brain up on the Y shelf. Because one day when I feel like we're all going to eventually say, hey, Jesus, what was that about in my life when we meet him? Then we can take those things off the Y shelf in our brain and say, why this? But he puts it up on that shelf so he's not tormented on a daily basis. So you can continue to go through your life after grief to put those things on the Y shelf. I've got a lot of stuff on my Y shelf. I don't know about you, Corey. I've heard a version of that yeah. as you were talking about it. And it's it's putting those things in a box, but immediately sliding those things over to the feet of Jesus and go, yeah. all right, there you go. Mm -hmm. And being being able to let it go and let him do what he does. I, I absolutely think you're you're right, though. I think there's a time after all this is said and done, and I see my Savior sitting on a street corner, and it's uh, there's like a line, and we all get to sit down and go, all right, what was going on in June of 22 with this? Yeah. What, what? Help. Where were you? I think sometimes the question we ask of God is, where were you? You know, we know he's there. I, I'm here comforting you, but sometimes you're like, could you explain to me how you were working there? Could you, can you tell me where you were at that moment? Because that would yeah. give me comfort. I've even heard people that go through traumatic events in their life. Like if there was a moment of abuse or, or terrible things that would happen to you, that one of the things that therapists do is they help you overcome that and you um, go to that point and you say, well, where was Jesus in that moment when I was hurt? And then you, you know, oh, no, he was right there. And you go back and then you can heal from that moment when you realize Jesus was there with you. I'm going to have to Tasha Layton did that. Ta a Christian a artist. Lot Tasha of, a lot of faith in we're going to have many aha moments. Oh, oh, oh. That, that's why, you know, the puzzle comes together. 
Louis mm-hmm. Giglio once said, God's working on a puzzle the size of the universe. And you and I get caught up in the piece of like, how does this fit in the whatever? He's like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm working on the edges. I'm way over here. And you're worried about, you know, only what you can see. Here's a tough question. Do you have any regret over going to that hospital and putting yourself through this 12-day friendship that was so hurtful? Do you, Is there part of you that was like, man, I wish I would have saved myself from that hurt? No. That's good. Not at all. See? My reservation is why was there such inner pushback of just going to the hospital, going up to that room? Why? Like there was a lot of doubt in your mind when oh. you were doing that. This is, yeah. this is I, I'm invading privacy. Uh, he's going to be like, what are you doing here? He, or, or I'm attached to a new horrific memory of you're the guy with the station and the concert. And we went there. Had we not gone there, you know, oh, all the things. Yeah. You know, I don't listen to their music the same. I've noticed that every time I've played one of their songs on our station or I've listened to them in the car, I my mind goes somewhere else that it hadn't gone before. Not in a bad way of just the attachment now. I mean, I have such a fondness for those those brothers already because yeah, of how they've reached out to Craig and uh, they've done stuff behind the scenes that uh, it's a head scratcher of what they've already done. And I'll say it out loud. Somebody started a GoFundMe for Craig and the daughters on Sunday night that I went to the hospital and it was hovering around $200. Mm-hmm. And then the boys put it on their social media, and now it's hovering around $50,000. Good. Wow. And I think it's just that platform of all of their fans and understanding. Because I started swiping through the comments, and I'm pretty sure Craig and Leslie didn't know anybody from New Zealand, uh, uh. didn't know anybody from the West Coast. You know, I think those are true fans stepping mm-hmm. up. Like I said earlier, need creates community. Let's talk about community a little bit. You said that you were working on making new friends. Is this something that you weren't good at before and you've now challenged yourself to have more friends? That's exactly it. Why um, are you, what started that? Great question. Uh, I haven't figured that out yet, but I met Andrew and his wife about six years ago at a a cancer event that we have. And he and his wife and two daughters sat at my table and he's just a good dude. And unfortunately his oldest daughter lost a battle with cancer about a year ago. And every now and then Andrew will like something on my Facebook page. And so I'll see his name with a thumbs up, you know? And I, I watch him maneuver on social media. I'm like, this is a good dude. Why are we not friends other than this weird surfacey platform? So I literally asked him, hey, can we be friends? I'll fill out an application. I'll give you uh, my resume. I have some references. I can be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And we had a good laugh about it. But now we're friends. The new Jurassic Park movie, I had an extra ticket. I, I called a guy who was a friend of a friend that I know. And I said, Joe, I feel like every time we're around each other, we get along, we laugh. Would you like to come to this movie with me? No, no uh, strings attached. He's like, what? <laughs> and he went and we had fun and it was, it was cool. And we're going to do something together again. But you know, at 52, 53, it feels weird to create this new opportunity. And I don't know if it's a big experiment I'm going through, but I just, I don't think, I don't think it's 
unhealthy to have new people in your life, but it's, it is hard to make new friends in the world we're living in today, in my opinion. It is. I think it's a beautiful challenge and it's one that I'm learning from you that I, I need to do the same thing, Corey, because I think I've gotten to the point where I was just like, I have no room for new people or new people were scary in my life. New people might hurt me. I'm just going to stick with my group of people. But then the past two years, I've pretty much lost a lot of those people because those were, I realized they're surface friends because these are moms that I sit next to on the bleachers. But when all sports were shut down, I didn't sit next to them on bleachers for a year. And then you lose contact and you don't know what's going on in their life anymore. And I'm realizing now it's kind of like I'm looking around, I'm going, what happened to my tribe? But why did we get to the point where it's weird that we're inviting friends to the movies? That used to be normal. We're setting our ways we're we're back in middle school going, I wonder yeah. if they'll like what I like, you know, are we going to have anything to talk about? Yeah. Just, it's just, I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but it's the enemy has a detailed file of our fears. Mm-hmm. And my fear goes back to wanting my dad's approval. Do I have what it takes? Do you like me? Mm-hmm. You know, and now I take that from him and I put it on everybody oh. else. You know, so when I see you across the room and I'm a fan of what you do and I throw the most innocent, hey, what's up? And you come over and talk to me. (laughs) I'm like, OMG, we're, you know, and then you're picking your words and you're trying to whatever. I hope I don't scare this person away. I hope whatever comes out of my mouth is, uh, I don't want to say impressive, but makes them stick around for another five minutes. (laughs) That is how we met. We were at um, this Christian music broadcasters convention for all radio people like us. And it's it's weird because we've known who each other are. The same kind of surfacey friendship It's like we watch what each other do um, in our industry, but never had met knowing who I always have known who Corey is. And then we're at a record company event and he's down the way and looks at me. I'm like, oh, Corey's here. I've always wanted to meet him. So I'll go down there and say hi. But that's. What you're doing in your personal life, too, it's not just a business thing. And what I was really impressed about it was then here's my number and let's chat and very friendly and very open and very authentic. You have a way about you that makes people feel comfortable sharing their true selves. Hmm. How do you do that? Because for most people, it would have probably taken me a couple years to get the depth that our friendship already is in a month. I, um, I've been told that about myself from other people, Mm -hmm. um, from artists, uh, that we play on the radio and then other uh, peers in our industry. I don't have an answer for that. I love to be in a gathering, but I also love to look for the wallflowers who aren't being included and then make sure they're a part of the gathering as well. Mm -hmm. Um, a brand new artist at our radio conference walked up and I hadn't seen him in a while. And we embraced and we were laughing and I immediately was scanning going, who haven't you met yet? And uh, uh, name drop Matthew West comes walking up and I said, yeah. Matthew, have you met Patrick yet? And he's uh, like, no. And Patrick then I Mayberry, said, this, yeah. this, this needs to happen right here. And then it did. And then as they're talking, I look over and I said, Mike Weaver, have you met Patrick yet? He's like, no, what, well, Patrick, what do you do? And I sing Holy Spirit come. There you go. And and Mike goes, 
I just led that on a, a cruise ship. I love that song. Oh. And then watching that happen. And I said, you guys haven't met? And they're like, no, I we don't know each other. I love those moments and just standing there when it happens. So if I get to be a catalyst of that kind of stuff, I love it. So is it, you know, you talked about your fear of, am I good enough to be accepted by my dad? You're concerned about that, but also maybe not that you put it on to others, but you want to make sure that other people don't feel accepted. There it is. I don't want That's people beautiful. missing out on what I have access to. How about that? That's really cool. Yeah, because Corey has developed all these really great friendships of all of the artists you hear on Christian radio. Corey's probably got all their all their numbers in his phone because you're their friends. It's pretty impressive. But now you're tr- you're taking that to your social relationships just in your community, which is yeah. great. Do you have like a goal? This is the number of friends I'm going to make this year. <laughs> I'm like, that seems kind of strange, Amanda. It does seem like, weird. I've got a goal well, of three new friends before summers. I and, know. You think um, about it. That's what we do. With it. That's what people do on our social media. Like, I want a hundred thousand followers. I would say this. Uh, let's let's turn this into a positive. Okay. If I've created a new friendship, I want to make sure that they get a hundred percent of what I'm trying to do, not just a a gathering of a flock, but like a, a genuine, this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I was three for three until last week, you know, not, not to keep it like a scorecard, but I know. so I'm just, I'm having this, there's, I'm dwelling on what in the world just happened in those 12 days and how do I become a better person because of it. So I don't want to lose that. And so that's, that's what's still spinning in my head right now as you and I talk is like, what just happened? How do I what do I learn from this? Yeah, all the things. That's that's a raw thing that I'm still working yeah. on. So well, and I think for me, I always try to. I call my listeners my brave babes. <laughs> so I just always try to. I'm trying to learn how to live a more strong and courageous life by talking to people that I am impressed by, and how they live their strong and courageous life, and bring those lessons to my brave babes. So I think the lesson is creating authentic relationships. How do we have more authentic relationships, create a powerful community around us? How do we be with each other? And I think what you taught us, Corey, is that it is, it's about just helping everyone feel included, not feeling competitive. Because I think women friendships especially is very complicated because we are naturally competitive with each other. Yeah, I think I heard once that it comes from our makeup. You know, we were taught to find the one that would be the best protector and mate for us. And we competing with everybody else to find that protector. (laughs) But I'm trying to be a better friend to women instead of competing, be more of a lifter upper in a community of people. So I think what we do is we just make sure we meet people's needs. You met your friend's need in the hospital because he needed somebody to be there. So today you're going to have people around you. And then maybe instead of doing this and picking up my phone and just staring at it while you're talking to people, instead of doing something like this, actually look up and talk to someone and find out what they need and figure out a way to help them. That's how we can be brave. Follow-up comment. If there are guys that listen to this podcast, do you call them brave bros? Guys come on, babes. Right? I call my boyfriend, babe, sometimes. Hey, babe. Okay. Right? (laughs) 
Do you think I should call them brave, brave bros? That's hard to say. You said brave babe so many times. I'm like, what if there's a dude that's listening? Are they a brave bro? Yeah. Okay. You can uh, you can have that for free. That's Thanks. for you. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. So is there anything else that you really wanted to share in our conversation? We've been talking forever about, can we do a podcast together? Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say that I didn't ask you? Yeah, here we go. Let's uh, let, let's put a little bow on the end of it for you. Uh, okay. And this is from this is from a uh, one of my favorite pastors, who's since gone on to be with the Lord. But he gave me a shot at um, leading a youth group at his church uh, for a brief period of time when I walked away from broadcasting. And he would tell this great story of the four friends that lowered their buddy through the roof to get to Jesus. And he said, Corey figure out a way to move the camera around the room and teach from the perspective of those who waited all day to get in that room, teach from the perspective of those that are outside looking through the doorway at the full room. Uh, But then think about the four guys who said, let's dig through the roof and come down from above to get to the savior. That's the kind of friend you want to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think about those four guys often. There had to have been a leader. There's a couple of followers who are like, yeah, we'll go do it with you. You're like, it's almost like a dare. <laughs> but there had to be a leader that goes, whatever it takes to get to Jesus. That's the kind of person I want to be. That's, uh, in my opinion, in that story, that's the brave one mm-hmm. of having another buddy's hand, life in your hands, lowering them from a roof, you know, as this savior who everybody's talking about, it's got the the scrolls all out and he's teaching this new fresh word and there's standing room only and there's VIP seats and there's, you know, somebody got on Ticketmaster and got the nice seats. We're going to come down through the roof and we're going to get to Jesus. That's the kind of friend I want to be. Isn't that the kind of friend we all would love to have? Thank you, Corey. You're welcome, Amanda. I appreciate you. That was kind of cheesy. Thank you, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I don't think I've I've been a little nervous during this podcast because it's weird when you're interviewing somebody who you listen to because they're awesome at interviewing. You're like, oh, I hope he likes the way I interview him. It's all good. You're, cool. you're a wonderful host. You're amazing. Thank you for your time. And um, thanks for helping us get our brave on. Appreciate you. Getting our brave on. Getting that, our brave on. You need, a, you need a theme song, by the way. You need to tap into one of these oh. artists and, and get you like a get your brave on, get <laughs> your brave on. You know, some sort of something. What am I doing with my hands? What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Connect me with the one. For the Get Your Brave On Anthem. What do you think? I will. I've got a name in my head right now. I've got a name in my head, and we've got things happening. Okay. You heard it here first. You're the cot carriers. We're the cot carriers. Thank you, cot carrier leader. Okay. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I feel like I can be a better friend now. Thank you to my dear friend, Corey Mann from Pulse FM. Look up his Instagram. It's at Mr. Corey Mann at M-R-C-O-R-E-Y-M-A-N-N. That's how to follow him. His book called Stuffed. I'll put a link to that book on Amazon in the notes. You'll love his podcast. He's one of the best interviewers of all of your favorite artists you hear on Christian radio. This is called What Else with Corey Mann. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen. Stories behind the song 
songs, what their life is all about, and listen to his morning show. It's PulseFM.com. Thank you so much, my brave babes. I hope you feel more brave in creating a tribe of people around you that support you and being that cock carrier for others after listening to this podcast. Maybe you could send it to a friend. Maybe if you know a friend who's struggling or you know someone who's lonely and wants to develop more relationships, copy the link to this podcast and please just paste it in a text. You could be our hero. I have this goal of reaching 10,000 people this summer with this message of getting your brave on about how to live a strong and courageous life. So I'd really appreciate if you share it and please leave your reviews. That helps more people find the podcast, the more reviews it has. So you want to be a part of this tribe of brave babes that are helping each other out. Please go to Apple on the podcast, get your brave on, leave your review and tell me what you think and sign up to be an official brave babe. Or I guess now we got to get some brave bro hats too. Thanks to Corey at getyourbraveon.info. Once you sign up, I'll automatically send you my brave life planner. It's a step-by-step process on how to set yourself up for a brave morning and also throughout your day, how to plan your day to live a strong and courageous life and not give in to fear. Again, that's getyourbraveon.info. And thanks so much to lifeaudio.com. They distribute this podcast. They have so many podcasts on living the Christian life, everything from parenting to Bible study. Check it out at lifeaudio.com and get your brave on. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. If you find yourself wondering how to get through the day and how to actually live out a life with faith when it is confronted all the time by the world around you, which looks really different than often your faith life does, well, then you may find yourself in need of Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I hope that you'll join us every week right here on Life Audio because we're just a bunch of real girls having real talk about real issues while applying real faith. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarroll.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. 
But today was different. It was as if God was drawing me to really take a look at it, and I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me, and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time and wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.